Hey guys, this is uh, my friend Michael Maher. A lot of you people know him anyway. He's a full-time prayer missionary at the International House of Prayer. And um, I was just thinking about people that I would like to talk to and get their perspective on where we are now, where we feel like the Lord's going. And uh, Michael is someone whose who's, uh, voice and thoughts and, and ability to perceive kind of what God's doing, uh, I really respect a lot. So we're just going to have a conversation, pretty chill, pretty laid back. I finally get to wear no shoes because Natalie isn't in this one. And then I'm I'm just going to ask Jesus here himself what's going on. (laughs) So um, do you have anything that you want to say? I just saw that you're wearing the Involved Dad shirt. Oh, yeah. Sean Hart's ministry. Yep. Shameless plug for a good man and good father to listen to. A shameless plug for Sean Hart. He was actually, his ministry was one of the first ones. I'm like, holy cow, like this dude is really Hi, Sean. doing something. S-H-O-N. <laughs> the, the first thing I wanted to ask you is um, what you feel like the Lord's doing just in the body of Christ at large. And, you know, I mean, you know the ins and outs of that question, but like, what is what do you feel like God's doing in the world right now? in in people and hearts and God has a lot of streams doesn't that scripture say there is a river that makes glad the city of God and I picture it like tons of streams of goodness coming from the Lord and he's doing so many things but to be concise and a lot of people are probably already thinking about this is John 17, God said he's going to make us all one. Jesus said, Father, as you are in me and as I am in you, be uh, let us be in them and them have that same love towards each other. And I feel like he's teaching us how to only speak blessing about one another. Mm. Like even if you've had a bad experience with somebody or you heard a bad story or know a bad story about somebody, let's not like repeat that but even even when you're alone like you're all by yourself looking in the mirror and they come to your mind speak blessing over them their kids and when you're talking to other people about them only speak blessing about them because the way that we're headed i heard a mighty preacher say when jesus asked the father for something is there any chance he's not going to get it no i don't think so and he said that they may be one as you and I are one. So the way we're headed is where we will each have the heart to lay down our lives for one another. Mm. And there's a lot of things involved in that. Like he's humbling us, teaching us humility. He's teaching us who he is. He's teaching us who we are so that we can appreciate ourselves and love ourselves so that we can love other people. It's a good time. When you bring Jesus into the equation, we talk about speaking blessing. I love the part of um, Jesus speaking life over people and the disciples speaking life over each other and over other people. Um, and then the other part that I think about is when Jesus didn't always say nice things about people. So what do you have any of the context of where you feel like that's going or coming from? Or I've just talked to a dear like mother age woman and who's, I mean, very, is like a mom to Melody and I. And we were talking about someone and, and not like talking about, talking about, just brought them up in conversation. You're bashing on them. Yeah. Stupid. They're so dumb. <laughs> and I actually said something really encouraging that was happening in this, in somebody's life who's dear to the both of us. And without me even saying what I just said to you, that I feel like the Lord's really highlighting that we should bless one another, boom. All she was doing is constant blessing. Mm. She's like, they're in the Lord. She, and she was like, that, and that's my confession. Mm. And she's like, they're working for the Lord. Every day they're drawn near to the Lord. I'm like, you sound like me. But I just started talking like this. I mean, I'm sure there's different levels of conviction that the Lord's brought me through through the years. Like, check your words, Michael. And But he's really had me in the past. I don't even have a time frame. I don't really think about it in time frames. Mm. I just think as soon as the Lord tells me something, I'm doing it now. Might have been six months ago, but I was like super careful. I'm like, you know what? I have a really good story to tell you, Nate. But right now I can't, like in my mind, I can't even, 
I can't tell you that story because there's no way I can talk about what that person did mm. without throwing them under the bus. So I'm just going to pack that story away. And when it comes to my mind, I'm going to bless that person and not call them all the negative things. But I'm going to, like God does, call forth the things that are not as though they are. Mm. So you're, if we go back to like where this started to transition for you, what was a tangible difference? Because I don't know you as somebody who has a tendency to say bad things about people anyway. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So what I'm, so, <laughs> so what I'm interested, except for those texts you send me. I mean, those are pretty crazy. That's when like, somebody else goes, my phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like what is a. Uh, I don't know if you have a specific example of a time that you felt like you responded differently, but I'm curious in your world what that looked like or sounded like. So I live 750 miles away from here in Michigan, which on a side note, Michigan is just beautiful. (laughs) I've been dipping in some fresh, clean water hole, lakes, pools, every day. dipping? Oh, no. I don't know if that's in the Bible. I don't know if that's... I don't know if we're allowed to. I haven't found it in the. Sorry, I haven't found anything against it. But no, I'm just, I'm just, he said. He said, "Put clothes on now." Okay. <laughs> don't be naked. So you were skinny dipping in some holes in there. Yes. Well, no. So, yeah. <laughs> it feels so good, and then it's so hot in Kansas City. Mm. And then you're like, oh, the wind's coming, praise God. But then it's like a microwave wind. You're like, oh. <laughs> but here, it can get so hot. And then the breeze comes, and it's cool. And you're like, oh. But to answer your question about how does how has it applied recently, about my language being clean towards other people and only constantly speaking blessing. Mm. Let me say a word about constantly speaking blessing. Mm. This is how I felt the Holy Spirit elaborated on it in my heart. The world curses itself like we curse each other all day, every day. Mm. That's what the news does, bashing that guy. Then that side bashes him right back. Churches, everyone, just boom, boom, boom. Like there's a, isn't there enough cursing happening? Mm-hmm. You, Michael, and you, Nate, you're like the guys. If anybody, if I can get through to anybody to bless people, it's you guys. Why don't you just do it? Mm-hmm. And not add to the heaping bowl of curses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, blessing, blessing, blessing. <laughs> and then Carrie, Job, and Elevation Worship. It's on another side now. Worship music has been so good this yeah. year and last year and the year. I'm like, this is the most beautiful music I've ever heard. But that blessing song. I, I sing it to my kids almost every night. I don't know. How does it go? What's just like... May his favor be upon oh, yeah. But actually it says... Uh, it says the, the literal blessing that says, uh, The Lord bless you mm-hmm. and keep you. Is that Numbers 625? I don't know. You can write it in the comments uh, yeah. where it is. But it's Grab my the, phone that we're The Levites. On. The Levitical, the Aaronic blessing. God said, say this over the people. And that way you'll put my name on them. And there's another blessing song that I sing over my kids. There's a couple versions of that ironic blessing, is what they call it. The Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you shalom. Hmm. There's a couple versions of that that I'll sing over my kids every night. And then there's a, from the movie, The Fiddler on the Roof. Hmm. I sing that over them. It's like, uh... May the Lord protect and defend you. That's how the guy says it in the movie. <laughs> May he always shield you from shame. I've never heard that song, but I... May you come to be... Here we go. In Israel a shining name. Uh, come watch the island uh, from Patmos. <laughs> yeah, an, another plug there. <laughs> Okay, you asked this question, and this is how does it come into? How did I apply it recently? Yeah. So I came from 750 miles away to here to all the people that I know and have loved and grew up with, all these different churches that have been brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers to me, and there's a lot of words to be said and a lot of stories to be told, and I'll be in the conversation with that guy, that girl, that guy, that bro, that sis. 
And I'm, t- I'm like, oh man, I got one for you. And I start telling the story. But you know how we like tell stories on top of stories on top of one another? Mm-hmm. And so that guy will interrupt with a story. And you know how sometimes like they interrupt your story and you can tell I, I say a lot of words. <laughs> but so they forget that I was telling a story. Mm. I'm like, I'm the only one in this conversation that feels the need to finish the story that I started. <laughs> they have no idea that I was even <laughs> telling a story that had an amazing punchline. Yeah. And I take super advantage of that. I'm like, they have no idea that I was in the middle of a story that had an incredible punchline. Mm. I'm just going to go ahead and let that ending of the story float away. Because the ending of that story actually throws somebody under the bus. Mm. Where somebody did something ridiculously selfish or ridiculously like jerky, whatever it was. It's like, I can't believe somebody did that. Who was it that did that? Because I'm like kind of pseudo trying to cover them. Mm. I'm like, uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to let that story go. So that's one practical <laughs> application. It's it's interesting too because we were we were having this conversation about um, seasonal needs, and um, before we started talk, we, before we started recording, and it's interesting because that that blessing side seems like a pendulum swing to counter what we've been at the last couple of years, which is just this just this big, <clears throat> uh, just this big negative pile of everybody digging at each other all the time and then you know the i think the interesting thing about people digging at each other is that um the bad guy will dig at the good guy and so when the good guy decides to take off the gloves then the good guy digs at the bad guy good guy bad guy but it's all the same spirit it's all the same thing right i didn't even think about that that's good insight and I just think about about how this process of how like the the whoever thinks that they're in the moral high ground if they use the same strategy to tear down the person they think that's on the lower moral ground then you drop the bar all all the way around everybody drops the bar I was actually I was thinking about that uh, actually on the uh, car ride home today about how the only reason that any of us gets to enjoy continue to enjoy the earth or humanity is because there are people who refuse to lower the bar. And I like what you're talking about because what you're talking about is focusing hard on raising the bar back up, right? Seems like it. I don't know. Yeah, you said that was really good what you said that the blessing kick that Mm. God is on, which he's probably always been on it, but we're like being (laughs) awakened to it, is it's like, yeah, that's the reply. Mm. The reply to the cursing is the blessing. Mm. And isn't blessing stronger? It washes away. It washes over curses. Mm-hmm. So where do you think then? I mean, it, um, there might not be a good answer for this because I just asked you the question about where you think the Lord's taking us right now. <clears throat> do you think that there is... So where's the side of... There's cursing people and then there's blessing them. But then there's also blessing people and accountability. And I think this accountability and cursing thing get blended together a lot but do you do you have any thoughts on how to walk that out or you're just saying you feel like the season that we're in right now is just dump hard into blessing and this part will work itself out i think or do you have thoughts on that i do think stuff works itself out when you just decide to bless and just decide to love i even was thinking when we were talking about all the race um Racial divides, it's, which is everywhere. I mean, it's in the United States, but it's it's every it's everything. It's Cain versus Abel, and mm. Mm. I, I don't know, maybe Adam versus God. But all the brothers, it's all the, we're literally all family. We all come from the same family, and then boom, and you can see it super easy today. There's families, families that we call families. It's like yeah, there was a mom and a dad, and they had kids. And then they'll be like, boom, hard divides. Mm. That guy said that that one time in huge walls, and they're not talking for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole family has done. And then because of the way the family lines worked out, we started to look different and had different color skins and languages and things, Tower of Babel stuff. But I thought, it's not, I'm not saying this is, okay, I can say this confidently. <laughs> the entire answer is love. Mm. Real God love. God, like God is love, his definition of love. Mm-hmm. That's the real answer. Selfless, laying down your life for one another. That's for sure. This other thing I'm not saying is the whole answer. 
But that, to, if we could sum it all up, it for sure is love. Mm. But the love that comes from God that's pure and peaceable and right. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that the, the one thought that I had, you said, will the other stuff work itself out? Accountability versus curses and that stuff. If you're really purposeful about blessing your neighbor, mm. I mean, just your neighbor, like not even going and making a Facebook post that says, hey, I love people that have different color skin than me and speak different <laughs> languages. That's real. I mean, I love videos like that where you're spreading love. But practically, that guy sees it. Yeah, the like he does something, his tree falls on your shed or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, <laughs> look, it's just like, did you film it, bro? It's like, you know what I mean? Like, don't even worry about it. I'm going to help you cut the tree down mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like his kid pushes your kid over. Your kid's got two scraped up things. And instead of being like, you ain't playing with them kids again, you're like, oh man, sometimes this thing happens. I'm happy that it's a neighbor like you that this gets to happen with because. You know, we're cool and and maybe even thinking of, you know, whatever your neighbor dynamics at, you might notice that, hey, that person loves it when, you know, Mm. my wife cooks banana bread and I I bring it over to them or, Mm. you know, whatever it is. Some people are on the level where you can mow their lawn or mow that half of their lawn and they're they're like, dude, thank that. And some people like, do not touch my lawn. And either one of those could be Mm. love languages. But if you love that neighbor and that neighbor loved that neighbor, and that neighbor loved that, and we're all neighbors. Mm-hmm. Is is like how can so you have a guy who's total different ethnicity, and even like he thinks different than you or whatever, living right next door. Mm-hmm. And so you might be at animosity because there is like an existing animosity between races and and or, or different thing, even Republicans, Democrats, like socio, what all the different things that divide us. Yeah. Be like, oh, but I'm cool with that guy next door because we've like cracked up and eaten s'mores together mm-hmm. and we've agreeably disagreed on things mm-hmm. and and we've cried together or whatever. Or when his wife was going through that thing, like we were a strong support. And they're even like, dude, I don't like Christians. And I don't like, I mean, and white people sure seem to be this way, but not Nate and Natalie. Mm-hmm. Like they're, you are the guy, like you guys do not fit the profile. You're totally... You pour out your life for other people. Like, I don't fit you into the group when I'm saying these broad statements about another race. Mm. But if do you get it if each neighbor mm-hmm. did that to the next neighbor? It's smaller and more intimate. The problem takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. Who else is there left to hate if if all the... And that's I know that's that's not the complete thought, but it was a good picture that I had to be like, yeah. at least I can do that in my little circle mm-hmm. and listen. And cry with people. That actually, um, so the part that you just talked about has a real application. So um, earlier today, Asher was, I was talking to Asher. Asher's my 12-year-old for anybody who doesn't know. Cool kid. (laughs) But I was talking to him and we were kind of like pulling out some food and stuff. And he's like, so I gave a shot at telling someone else about Jesus today. Yes. Super cool. And I was like, and and so my process with that is like very I'm very conversational with my kids. I'm like, okay, cool. What'd you what were your thoughts? Like what happened? What were your thoughts? And he started talking about it and he said that he opened up his backpack and one of his friends that he hangs out with saw a cross in his bag. I don't know what he's got in there. It's a, I don't know. I don't, he's just got a random cross with a stake on it for killing vampires. Anointing I don't know. Oil. What's that? Anointing oil. <laughs> right. and Ooh, we have like a baptismal in here too. <laughs> so he dunked the kid and he, you know. So he, <laughs> so, um, so uh, he said that the kid saw it in his bag and he said, oh, you're one of those people. And like, this is one of his buddies he's been hanging out with for a while. And I was like, hmm, what did you think about that? He's like, well, I don't know. And, um, I remember as a kid having a very us versus them mentality, meaning I was always afraid to talk to people about what I believed because of the us versus them side. And the part that I talked to him about is, you know, you have to understand that in the world, there are lots of different people who have views about Christians or Muslims or whatever. We have views about people who believe differently than we do. And I was saying, you know, this, it seems like this individual may have a different opinion about Christians than who I know you are. And don't worry about that. Like, mm. Your goal That's good. is show up like you do and be the person that you are. And then this person's opinions of your faith side are going to be shaped based on what they observe in your life. 
And um, I think it drew him away from being like the person trying to walk in front of someone and handing them a cross to like, wow, like the main purpose of this is to love people. And that is the light that shows up. <laughs> so it was a really cool, it was a really cool opportunity. I like that. I like being lighthearted. Mm-hmm. You've been talking to me before this and you were talking about you and Natalie just doing this mm-hmm. and you're like, it's just fun. Like some people are like, okay, we got to get X amount of views on this thing. But it's like, it's just fun. And I feel like, I feel that heavy from heaven Hmm. that he's like, I didn't put you guys down there to be miserable. (laughs) Like we are supposed to, as men, we're supposed to bear the yoke. Like even Ecclesiastes says, bear the yoke while you're young. Hmm. And Jesus says, you'll go through tribulations and sorrows. and, And so we're supposed to like buck up, man up and be like, all right. But he's not saying, he never did he say, be miserable for the rest of your life and get this mm-hmm. super sobering attitude and like sin and anxiety. He actually said, get rid of anxiety. Do you know what happens when you get rid of worry, doubt, fear, and you're not anxious about anything? Less gas. You're laughing. <laughs> you're having a great time. Yes, and less gas, less ulcers. Like you're having a great time. He's. I, I thought about this. The world is going to go through what the Bible calls the great tribulation. Okay. There's still going to be 75 degree days, lakes, beaches, beautiful oceans, tacos. Like mm. there's going to be. Come on. Hey, let's stop for a minute and praise the load. <laughs> there's going to be good stuff. And I heard a guy preaching and he said, all right. He preached a message and said, why young moms should not be afraid of the great tribulation. Okay. And he's like, why do you think your kid's going to get martyred? Hmm. Like literally in those letters to the churches of Revelation, which I think, I mean, it was churches in those days. It's churches in these days. You know, and maybe it was the church in different phases throughout its, its couple thousand year history. But I think, I think a huge emphasis of what was happening in the book of Revelation, because it's for the last days, is it was describing seven different expressions of today's mm. last day's church interesting and he says you think you're rich wait if you think you're rich that means you have clothes you have your house you're paying off your stuff mm-hmm. and everyone's eating you're fine mm-hmm. and so i th- i was like i shuddered at that i was like oh. because if you're going through trouble it's easy to call on the lord mm-hmm. but if you're in the last days and you're like hey i actually built up wealth for myself mm-hmm. like i have enough to take care of me and the people around me like we're doing good mm-hmm. And you could be cold in the spirit in the last days. Hmm. I'm like, that's gross. Because I just picture like being fiery. Because I'm like, if you're going to make it through the end times, you have to be like Elijah, like John the Baptist, like Jesus, like fire in your eyes. You're like, like Job. It doesn't matter what you do to me. Like, though you slay me. I picture some people, sometimes I picture it like, he's like, though you slay me, it will open you. But he might have been like John the Baptist. Hmm. Eyes on fire, Job. He's like, Do you slay me? Mm. Like his flesh is getting eaten off. His friends are jerks to him. He lost all of his beautiful, perfect children. These weren't like jerky kids. It, I think the Bible was like, I mean, I know it said it about his new kids that he got later. But I think his kids were quite good looking and sharp. And like they all had their own houses. And they all had a party at one of the people so they're getting along Mm. like dude next thursday is your house right and they're like gotta be fun Mm. they're having dinner at each other's houses and job's probably like yo you want a thousand camels he's like dad thank you i love you so much you're crazy and then he lost all that and he's like "Ah, don't you slay me like he's a warrior Mm. and we've got to have that fire like burning like built up like actually he said that because there's the virgins and wasn't there five foolish ones and five wise ones? And the five wise ones had oil in their lamp. Mm. I know that we always picture the lamp, and it's like, and that is the story he was telling. Mm-hmm. This is the lamp, for sure. Mm. He's like, they had the fire. And they're like, the night's cold. It's been a long time. You didn't tell me exactly when you're coming. But through the night, and then you get, you know, friends, your compassion gift might make you walk out of what your purpose is. Oh my goodness, this is the first time I'm thinking of this. It's good. I think this is good. Mm-hmm. 
God said, I need you. He's, this is what he said to you and to me and to everyone. He said, love the Lord your God first. Mm-hmm. So you come to him first. Your whole life needs to be before him, waiting on him first. Your first prerogative is not taking care of people. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing to do. Like your faith needs to be backed up by practical good works. But he said, you stay with me first. And I've watched this. People are like, they start getting this and they're talking, they're talking fiery, all their conversations about the Lord. And then when they meet you, they're like, dude, what is the Lord saying to you? And like, this is what the Lord's saying to me. And scripture, 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 like Bible thing, dream thing, vision thing. This pastor said this, oh man, this happened. And then I had this incredible opportunity the other day for the gospel. And you're just crying every time you're talking to him. And then it might happen where they're like, you start getting you get older and you just get better at making money that's never not been the case unless you totally give up (laughs) so you start making money and you're like getting wealthier and you're like you know i've got this new vision for the kingdom i'm gonna make billions for god and i'm just but then you're working and work and then your house gets bigger Mm -hmm. and then your car gets bigger and this has actually been a lot of people Mm -hmm. and everything gets bigger and your clothes get nicer and it is everything's and then we can go on a bigger vacation and I already told you I love having a fun time. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead and if that's the car that the Lord's blessed you to get, you always just have to listen to the Holy Spirit. That's a super practical advice. Don't sneak and buy a car without God. Mm. If But if he's like, son, yeah, that's, I mean, that's yours to drive. Then drive it. And who cares what any churchy people like judge you? And I shouldn't even say churchy people. I'm like convicted on Scratched, that. Scratched, done. Yeah, I love <laughs> the church. But if there's people at church that are like, oh, I oh, that could have been, why did Judas said that? Shouldn't that money have been given to the poor? And it's like, dude, you're just saying that because you want that car. Like, mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is, if you start working for the, the dollar bills, and it's unto, like, well, I'm going to take care of it. And sometimes people literally forget to do what they said. They're like, I was going to sponsor, entirely sponsor a missionary. Mm-hmm. Or I was going to dig a well here. I was going to like support this ministry there or do this humanitarian thing here. Like all these different things. Mm-hmm. And they actually never do it. And they're conversating like, dude, you don't have to talk about Jesus all the time. Like it, it, it's like it gets colder and colder. But do you see how these five unwise virgins, foolish virgins, came to the wise and like, dude, could you please help us out with this over here? And these people are using their time and resources now. And practically, it would be to make money, to support these guys' oil, and they're like slaving out here, and they're going and getting these jobs so they can afford this oil, and they're like expending their oil. Mm-hmm. And God said, I told you to wait and watch for me. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter that it's been 2,000 years that I didn't come. I told you to be ready. At any, because when I come, it'll be like lightning, quickly, from one end of the heavens to the other. I told you to be in love with me, and to be waiting on me. Because sometimes there's a, I know that if you're a Christian for any amount of time, you know this thing. There's good things that are not God. Mm-hmm. It's good, but it's not God. And God will tell you, don't expend your energy there. Mm. Come back to me. Cast your burdens back on me. Let me straighten out the crooked places in your heart. If you do all the good works without fellowship with Jesus, you're dead. Mm. And you don't have fire in your lamp. But you're supposed to have this time with the Lord. And listen to him, because you even said, you might have said it in this conversation. No, it might have been before we started this down in the kitchen. You had one person with one system cannot save the world. Mm -hmm. You can't do it anyway. Mm -hmm. You can't even actually do it for one person. Mm -hmm. But when you do that fire thing with the Lord, get the oil and keep it burning, then it just happens. It's a byproduct. And you even said it in this conversation. That was like a little prophetic word. It just (laughs) works out itself. Well, so I have a question about that. And that's, I think that's a really um, good segue into something else that I wanted to ask you is what I feel like a big part of what you're describing is this process of um, when you talked about money and oil, this process of figuring out how to develop and mature in becoming more of this kind of person vessel that gets to interact with the world more intentionally so that you don't get caught into the trap of just building you know, bigger house, bigger car, bigger, whatever. And I'm with you. Like, I don't have any issue with people having super fancy cars and super big houses. They're cool. Totally cool. Like, <laughs> I don't, beautiful. I think, I think it's awesome. Um, 
I loved I loved a quote. There's um, I heard uh, Pastor talk about when he talked about the you know how much money is too much money, and it's the amount of money that you have that elevates itself above yeah. God and people in Turns your own off heart. Your fire. Yeah. So you you mentioned a concept to me that I thought was super interesting, and I think you were just starting to walk through it, and it was the concept of becoming the house of prayer because you were filling in people. I mean, you you that's where you live. You live in a house of prayer, 40 hours a week in a prayer room, I'm sure more, praying, fasting, worship, all this other stuff. And so you started talking about this concept of realizing that it's not about being in a house of prayer, that we as people are the house of prayer or, you know, whatever version. I don't know if you have more thoughts on that because I'm super interested because I didn't I didn't get to hear much of your thoughts on it. Yeah, Eddie James has a song, and he's like, Make me a house, make me a house of prayer. And doesn't Jesus say, My Father's house is called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of robbers. Mm-hmm. And one time I just had the thought about my heart, and like we have an altar on our heart that the fire burns on. Mm-hmm. In Christ, it says that He dwells inside of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in Ephesians. I, I wish I knew every <laughs> number. Yeah, every number and every verse. And that's my goal to do that. But it does say that um, may Christ dwell in your hearts richly through faith. Mm. So he that's where we say, like, ask Jesus in your heart. He's in there. It's his house. Well, what is God's house? The temple is God's house. Mm-hmm. There's an altar in there. And heaven is God's house. So heaven in my heart. And I just thought, Lord, drive out the thieves from my heart. Mm. I'm not even going to elaborate on that. Mm. But I know you're feeling that. (laughs) 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 Well, it makes me, I mean, one of the things that I think about is I like that concept of if you internalize the responsibility, when even responsibility is not the right word. It's when Jesus came, he gave this amazing, precious gift that was depositing the Holy Spirit in us as people to become the temple. And I love, I've just, I've really been sitting on that lately about, man, like the power of, been in church my whole life. And yet, despite hearing teaching and hearing this phrase over and over and over, I'm just now getting it about the weight of Jesus coming to the earth to make us a vessel. And I love the part that you're bringing out, which is if you really take that responsibility seriously and that gift, that's the word I'm looking for. If you really take that gift, that trust seriously, then it brings you to a new level of driving the thieves out, which I'm assuming when you talk about driving the thieves out, you're talking about when the money changers were in the temple and Jesus came and drove everybody out with a whip. And so, which by the way, I found a crazy version of that where Jesus is just like flailing his arms around and looks like a madman trying to get yes. everybody out. And um, I love you, Jesus. But but it brings it it brings you to a different level of responsibility with that. So, because to me, it sounds like the prayer house concept, the house of prayer concept that you talked about, is tied in with what you started this whole podcast with, which is the way that you speak about people. Because those mm. things can come in like like robbers into the temple that is your heart and really mm. rob rob you. It's not good to have a wrong conversation. You have an internal conversation that you always have all day, all the time. And it's based on your view of God and your view of yourself, which totally is dilutes the right word. It mm. pollutes your opinion of everything. The world, America. People curse America all day. Stop. And pause that you said, you just said internal conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So in your internal becomes your external. Mm. So you see something, you're like, it, and you're like vomiting in your mind all day. Mm-hmm. But the Lord doesn't, the, is it Romans 12? He says, you need to be transformed, like by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. And then another place it says, Another place, that's how Paul says it. And in another place in that book, that beautiful book. That I'm writing right now while I speak. It says, we have the mind of Christ. Is that Philippians 1? Yeah. But So we have the mind of Christ. Like We need to be saying the things he's saying all the time. Bless the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. Bless the people that are in office. Enough people are cursing them. It doesn't matter who's in office. Everybody, 
there's probably more curses that are spoken over who has ever been in office ever. Mm. Well, I like when you when you say blessing, um, you mentioned the idea of real love, true love. And I think that when you take the time to bless somebody who you disagree with completely, what you're, you're, you're not blessing their action. You're right. blessing their creative yeah. value. You're not coming to agreement with things that they do when mm-hmm. they're killing people and promoting like super nasty agendas mm-hmm. that are against the Lord's standards. And I want to say this, like, so, mm, I love that you're doing this, night. <laughs> because oh, I'm a man full of words. Mm-hmm. You know why we're good. youth with a mission? Mm-hmm. COVID happens. Pandemic happens. The people aren't out there. Well, why, Wham? If if you're a missionary, and your primary thing is to help people and go to people and be with people, so they were at different various places all over the map, delivering aid, you know, because they have humanitarian aid. But it's like, where do you go to? People need aid, but honestly, what they need more, they need words. Mm. They need words change everything. I mean, they have that like that that thing that's totally biblically inspired. Teach a man to fish. Mm. You know, and he'll always. The world was created with words. Mm. I could say something to you that would send you on a good... Like, if if I said that right thing, it could change everything. Mm -hmm. One pick-me-up that that came from a heart of love, that came from the Lord, that was inspired by heaven, inspired by the word, Mm -hmm. done. You're like, that's what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. Like, a a father saying it to you? Dad speaks it over you? Like, I am a man. Mm -hmm. I can can do this now. I'm confident. And people need words. So these YWAM guys, how are they going to talk to people? Well, people live on social media. Mm -hmm. And so they had kids that were good at TikTok. And so they're like, dude, if you post five times a day, those algorithms will pick you up and it'll throw you right on, right in the front of the audiences. People, random people hear you all over the world. Mm -hmm. I know a mom, like a mom, bun in the hair mom, (laughs) you know, like spit up on the sleeve mom, baby, like kind of chirping mom. Not like, and I, I'm cool. Moms are cool too, you know. Cool background, plant. I got everything good, <laughs> yeah. and they're doing it in there. Wall their, of plants. Yeah, this is like mom with the spaghetti on the wall, mom. And and I love those moms too. That's like every mom, and that's that one organized mom when she's not in her filming room. Mm-hmm. You know, she. But this mom was like, so I I'm a missionary, and that was my job now, raising my kids and doing a social media push because people weren't out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go and do things. The church wasn't even meeting. She had people in all these nations. She mm-hmm. has 22,000 followers mm-hmm. on TikTok. Oh. She's like, I didn't know that like mom who kind of just says like, can you go? She'd be like, can you go to heaven if you've done X, Y, Z with your boyfriend? Yes. Let me tell you about <laughs> grace. And she gives you like what grace is and what repentance is. Mm-hmm. And then don't do those things anymore. And she puts the cool little, like, I think TikTok reads your words out loud. Mm. So it kind of even looks cool. You slap a filter on it. You don't even have time to do your makeup five times a day. So she's like, eh, you know, whatever. She probably wasn't that bad, but made me sometimes no makeup. 22,000 followers, girl from Thailand, girl from England, girls from America, 12 mm. years old. Like, I did this. Like, mm. I feel so bad. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm for sure going to burn in hell. Mm. And she's discipling the nations through that. So you doing this? Well, I felt like the Lord speak to me. And I don't know at what point in time, like, I don't know if I'd even heard that YWAM stories yet and met, because I talked to a mom. I talked to that specific mom. I just That referenced. one? That's cool. Yeah. Like, she was, yeah, telling me in the church nursery. She's, like, holding her kid. She's like, yeah, I've got 22,000 followers. And I'm like, nobody. <laughs> and, but I felt like the Lord said to me, he's like, the airwaves are so full of bitterness. Hmm. I just need you. Like, even if I wasn't doing it, like, through the, through this. Mm-hmm. Even if I just walked outside and I was like, bless you, America. Mm-hmm. Like, God, bless your soil. Bless your people. Mm-hmm. Bless the black people. Bless the Hispanic people. Bless the Arab people. Bless the white people. And you know what, white people? I love you. I love that you're super white. I love your whiteness. I love the gift of God in you. Everything that's been used for evil the Lord's turning that around for good. Mm. He's awakening your gift because I feel like there's been so much cursing against white people and I'm I'm a white person. 
and I'm, like people have so dogged like colonialism and I don't even want to bring it. You know what the cursings are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like feel like, oh, I'm kind of ashamed to be white. Like I talk like this and uh, um, I don't look cool and tan. It's like there's glory in you, mm-hmm. white America. Like I know that you're the or had been and have been the predominant, like most people have been white. As I get out of my front lawn, I'm just like, just bless you, white people. Mm-hmm. Bless you to not say dumb things. <laughs> and bless you to let like water off a duck's back. Curses that have been spoken. You know, and that's not to take away from any other race. Bless you, every other ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Just bless you, bless you. And I've been making it a point, even on my own little Instagram. And I've just been going, what all I've been doing is like read a scripture. And be like, and, and I talk so long, and I'm trying to do reels. It's 90 <laughs> seconds. You just dug to a minute, yeah. Yeah, and I just make sure I have eye crusties out. But sometimes my hair is like, it's rad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I just put something on my, you know, my a shirt on. And I just look at the camera and just say it. And I go over 90 seconds, just like I just now did. Mm-hmm. Every time. Mm-hmm. And it gets, people are like, Yara, where do you finish the video? And I'm like, it didn't fit. I actually stopped. <laughs> like the real stop. <laughs> then I didn't follow up. <laughs> but you just go and like read the scripture and listen to the Holy Spirit for the rest. Like, yeah. And I'm trying to be good at get it in 90 seconds. But part of the glory of me is just part of my Irish. One of the things yeah. that I really like about um, what you're talking about with the, the process of blessing. And even when you talk about... Um, you know, to talk about different races, ethnicities, whatever, is the scripture that says, bless those who curse for you, curse you and pray for those who spitefully yeah. use you. I think about um, the, the, if we go back to this concept of raising the bar, I think people's knee jerk reaction to someone cursing them is to get defensive and curse them back. And so you get in this tug of war back and forth. And anybody who's married understands this process that you can get in these endless cycle fights mm. until someone decides to step out. And, and when they step out of that circle of curses, which is what you're talking about doing, you introduce something different. And you actually give, you, 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 give, you create a platform for blessing. That's what you do. You, someone's got to create a platform for blessing. And I was having this conversation with someone about this topic of peacemakers because that's what I aspire to be, to get better at doing. And um, there's a lot of people who think that being a peacemaker is being passive. But I think that the goal to be a peacemaker is to be able to stand in a place where people say untrue things about you and curse you and spitefully use you, knowing what's happening and then to stand up under it and then to bless them anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's I'm in process, right, with doing that. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in process. But it's but it, that's the place that I aspire to be, which is sounds kind of like what you're talking about doing, mm-hmm. creating that platform and actually standing up on you're it. You're in the car and somebody drives by, does that thing, you know, flips you the bird. Yeah. And, actually, and actually, the more you do it, like the more you... Uh, the more you, you flip do. someone the beard? <laughs> I flip them the beard. <laughs> Are you mad at me because of this? <laughs> <It's going laughs> no, I just, but it's become way more natural. Mm. Actually, when I started driving, um, I used to play this game when I was a kid, Vigilante 8 on N64. Okay. And that's not a plug for playing video games. Just stop playing video games. I never had no. N64. <laughs> also, I love video games, so don't listen yeah. to him. Don't bless them. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like... But you shoot people and you have unending bullets coming out of the front of your car. Mm. And sometimes you can pick up missile launchers and stuff like James Bond. Not a plug for James Bond. <laughs> Fortnite's better. When I was young, I did what was foolish and ignorant. Now that I'm a man. He plays now, Fortnite. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would drive and people would do the thing that they do when you're driving. They do the thing and they pull out. Maybe they even flip you off. And I'd just be like. Just throw a missile launcher, you know, and blow up their car. And Melody, you know, my girlfriend at the time, she's mm-hmm. nice, like, did she just blow up that person's car? <laughs> and one of the times I realized, I'm like, yeah. Like, I just killed someone. I ended their whole destiny down here. Mm. Blood everywhere and guts and somebody lost somebody. Mm-hmm. Even though I was like, it's terrible. It's just stop. <laughs> they lost somebody that was very dear and a precious person precious soul that made the mistake of cutting me off and being you're still talking about the video game right no in real life 
but there wouldn't really be a missile launcher. Okay, you, you just lost me completely. So in real oh, life, okay. I would mimic the video game and <laughs> like, be like, did you kill somebody? Are we in like missile? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, pretend like there's a missile the launcher. Yeah, on my actual car, and I'd be like, <laughs> they'd pull out in front of me in real life, and I'd be like, <laughs> and just be like, <laughs> but then when I realized I murdered someone, and it is like sometimes it actually super moved me in the mm. beginning. I'm like, I don't want to kill someone. Mm-hmm. And then now it's been 15 years of practicing. And, somebody, and it's knee jerk now. Somebody mm. comes by, curses me, flips the bird, and peace comes up. Like love overflows. Mm. I'm like, Lord, bless that guy to get to where he's going. And honestly, sincerely, I, mean, some, I won't even say it out loud to make Melody laugh because I don't want it to be perceived as a curse. Mm. And I know that it's like uber careful, but I feel like. It's that important. There's been so much cursing. It's that important to me to bless. I'm like, and I pray that you'd help him with his social skills. Because that was like terrible. It's bad communication. Yeah. Help him to to man up and to be mature. And I'm sure if he's doing that here on the road, like what's it like with his girl, like with his woman mm-hmm. or with his kids or with his dad? Like help him to be like, you know, to bite the bullet and say nice things. Why do you think people seem to run out of blessings but never run out of curses? Ooh, you know why. <laughs> Help yeah. God. Feels so good. But then when you taste what's right, when you taste what's when you taste the heavenly thing, that pizza of the world does not taste good anymore. Like what was so satisfying coming in when you like because you're drinking the curses. And actually it talks about when you gossip. Mm. It's like choice morsels going down to the inward parts. It's bad for you. Mm-hmm. But when you taste that manna from heaven, and even better than manna, because I remember the Israelites got sick of manna. Mm-hmm. There's a thing from heaven that you can't get sick of. Mm. And it just tastes so refreshing when you bless someone. Like to feel the pleasure of the Lord, mm. I live for that high. When I get like, I feel God's stamp of approval on my heart when I do what's right. When you secretly like give. Mm. Or secretly bless. Or secretly, and it's just like, God's like, I saw that. And the best the best thing is when you've truly been wronged. Mm. It's one of the sweetest feelings in the world. It's not sweet feeling to get wronged. To get really wrong, like somebody's really mean to you or really bad to you. And everybody can relate to that. Something Everybody's been thrown under the bus. Mm-hmm. And when you have this moment with the Lord and you kept your mouth shut... And like in your heart, you bless them in return. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people practically like, dude, I'm going to give this guy like 500 bucks or something or like w- whatever. Or you say a nice thing, like a practical saying a blessing. And that's a sweet feeling. But the sweetest is just when it, they curse you, essentially. Mm-hmm. And in your heart, a true mm-hmm. good fruit comes out. And you're like, it, like your feeling is almost like this. It hurts so bad that you said that to me because I really sincerely, and you're just saying this in your inner heart. And my my conversation, my inner conversation now is always before the Lord. Mm. No decision made without the Lord. Nothing is behind or without him. Every conversation is like, is Jesus standing right here? Whatever I'm saying to you, I'm not saying anything that he wouldn't be like, yes. And so in my heart, I'm like, I can't believe that you, like to the person that's cursing me, I can't believe that you would say that to me because I truly, I want your dreams to come true. Mm-hmm. Like when I see you, I actually am happy that you walk in the room. And that takes like a lot of years of discipline and prudence. And, and I think prudence is the word. And like you have to keep pract- rehearsing that. Mm. Because there's a lot of people, there might be a lot of people in every single person's life that you're like, I hate that that person's here. I, tr- I actually think I thoroughly hate this person. <laughs> they Every time they come in the room, the atmosphere is sour. They don't know how to talk to anybody. They're total losers. And I just can't wait to get away from them. I can't wait. And actually, one time I said, like, I just had this little picture of, like, pushing this. This person was this big on a table. Okay. <laughs> With all their amplifiers and all their work gear and all their books. Everything. Their gifts, their callings. And I was just like, ugh. Just pushed him off this metaphorical table. Hmm. And then Jesus was like, murder. That's murder. And I was like, oh. I was so pricked. 
I went and, you know, metaphorically, or however you say that, figuratively picked the person back up and brushed them off. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And when the person would come in, I'd be like, God, I love this person. And it was hard at first, but I was flipping the switch, mm. like flipping that power thing on. And I'm like, I love this. I want this person's destiny. I want that single dude to find the beautiful Proverbs 31 woman that will be a blessing to him. In him, a blessing to her. Mm-hmm. God, fix everything, all the crooked places that need to be made straight. Help him to be that girl's hero. Mm-hmm. And to his children, may they look up and be like, dude, my dad, if I've ever seen anybody like Jesus, it was that guy. I'm like, perfect the dude's music. Like perfect the things that concern him. Like give him wisdom with how to do the wealth thing, and how to talk to people. Give him favor. Like you know those hot shots. Like the guy, the actual great men that you like. It'd be so cool to like be known by them, so that I could actually sit down with them sometimes and glean from them. Mm-hmm. Give him favor with those dudes, and then it starts becoming automatic. And actually, I now I get it. I'm like Satan. Jesus asked that would be one. And you were trying to break me up to give me the big breakup with everyone. Mm-hmm. That was your goal. Break up with my girl, with my woman, my wife. Break up with that dude. You know, break up with my boss. Break up with, just break up with everybody. He's, he's, he's the great breaker upper. And God's like, no, the whole point actually wasn't to have a good worship set on stage. The whole point wasn't to have a beautiful finished product of like a house. People, builders all the time, practically in the world, run each other over. People even rip each other off. They build this beautiful house and bless the builders that don't run over people and like have peaceful job sites. And, mm-hmm. and, and the carpenters are nice to the bricklayers and nice to the plumbers and this whole circle. Bless those people, Lord. But the whole point was in the middle of even maybe messy worship sets or the house that didn't turn out exactly how it was supposed to. Did we do it with the love flowing between each other? And it's the whole point of everything. You hit on a couple spots that I think are really interesting points. The first one was you talked about out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I don't think I've really, I've always looked at the idea of words being, words being reflective of what's in your heart. I never thought of them as being the least severe representation of what's in your heart. Because like, (laughs) so it's, it's. You you got you got a bucket full of the drop that just came out. Mm-hmm. The, other, yeah. the other question mark that I have is, um, so we 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 live in a pretty blessed um, country. Thank you, God. Right. So a lot of the stuff and the environment that the disciples lived in doesn't apply to us because we are not in a country where Christians are actively hunted down. And, Mm-hmm. killed like it's just not part of our that. reality right it's amazing um do you think in this process of loving people and blessing people and blessing your enemies and all that other stuff do you think that this has a different application in uh, a place where christians are actively killed or do you think it's the same concept all the way around yeah it's i'm really careful to talk about people's lives that I haven't. I mean, I know that's another. We can classic. skip this one. Do they too. call it moniker? Yeah. No, I don't ever want to skip anything. Mm. I have something to say about everything, and I love having conversations because I figure stuff out mm. and I hear stuff, and I say so. I say what my because I have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes He can say things through me. This is true. If you guys don't know this about yourselves, if you are saved, and you have then you have the Holy Spirit in you. Like if you've called on the name of the Lord, if you repented of your sins and everything, you have the Holy Spirit in you and he speaks to you and through you. And he will literally say things through my mouth. And I'm like, ah, and I'm learning from the Holy Spirit through my own mouth. Mm -hmm. And so, and so that's actually what I have to say Mm. is that thing about people. Is it called a moniker when you say, you know, unless you've walked a mile in that person's shoes, I would never pretend like I was a persecuted Christian. Mm-hmm. I've never been. And it would be great to be like, dude, if I was in that position, of course I'd bless my enemies. <laughs> dude, if somebody has, like you saw them videos of ISIS or whatever. Yeah. 
in the orange suits and whatever, and this is getting your head chopped off. But I do know that it is my goal. Mm. That it should, and I, I pray. I say, God, I, I don't want that ending. Mm-hmm. Can my because who? It's kind of sick to want that ending. Like you don't want your head chopped off, right? Like I don't I want don't. pain. Jay Bez, I think it was a righteous prayer. Mm. Jay Bez said, I keep saying this. Is it Second Chronicles four? Yeah. Okay, definitely. So it's First Chronicles four. Okay, Jay Bez, when you meet me when I'm all gray, I'm gonna know where these references are. <laughs> Jabez, he said, bless me, God. His name meant pain. He goes, don't let me cause pain. And and don't let me have pain. And I say the same thing. But if, it's kind of like prepare for the worst, but expect the best. Mm. And like, I'm like, if I had, if I was on that, yes. And if I could come to that point where, and it's so, and I don't know if you're trying to, yeah, I don't think you're trying to open the can of worms. (laughs) But we're in a place where. Every conversation with you is a can of worms. Yeah. David was a man, mm. like a manly man. That's what I mean. I, I don't mean he was just a man. I mean he was a he was a man. Mm. He defended his country and defended his people, and it was his job and it was right. And we have soldiers, and they defend their people, and we have dads, and they're packing, and they're defending their people, fathers. It's good when a father has a gun. Mm. And actually, personally, just so you know, the Lord told me He goes, "It's not for you to carry a gun for me." And I'm a gun. I support guns. Not I don't support wackos having guns. I support dads having guns. Mm. But he said I don't want you to rely on anything, mm-hmm. anything like money, anything. I don't want you to rely on a, a weapon. I am your weapon. I am your sword, Michael. So that was a personal word to me. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up. But the can of worms I'm talking about opening is like so you've got ISIS or whoever because that's who we can picture modern days being persecutors of well, namely Christians. But they do persecute just Westerners, even if they're not Christian. Mm. And it's like, so do you stand up and fight? Or do you just bless your enemies and receive? Like Jesus was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And I think you can be led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, case by You even said down in the kitchen earlier, you are like, there's not one system to save the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's one system for anything. Mm-hmm. This guy makes a living, like meaning he gets dollar bills this way. Mm-hmm. This guy does it another way. This guy defends his home with a gun. This guy defends his home only by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And they're both like God has like to each man according to his faith. And this man, he's like like machine gun preacher. He's like, uh, yeah, I just don't touch me and I will fight. Like, you're coming to chop my head off? Well, it's going to be a bloody mess because I'm not just receiving the axe. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to turn around. And I, my hands are like this. My hands are like this. I'm like kicking <laughs> you like that dude from the movie you're not supposed to watch. Uh Remember that night that just getting his yeah. getting his arms cut off. Uh, those funny comedian guys. Oh, Monty Python. The, yeah, and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll fight you without my arms. I'll fight you without my head like a chicken. Like uh, until the end. And another guy's like, you know what? This is when my son see me. Yeah. Just kneeling here with the bag on my head, and I'm about to lose it. Man, it it is for the Lord. Mm. I want him to see. I'm totally fearless. Bonhoeffer. He's a guy that the Lord's been highlighting around the church Mm -hmm. because he was a pastor and he had it's not like everybody has to do what Bonhoeffer did he was like an activist a spokesman and he did things he literally tried to assassinate Hitler Mm -hmm. other people are like no they're like pacifists they're like no and you can't say like because the other girls um, ten booms they didn't do it they weren't trying to murder Hitler Mm. they were receiving the persecution both of them we're in the Holy Spirit. And dude, the, what the Ten Booms did, though, that moves me. Mm. But what, what moves me about Bonhoeffer, he was like, I'm not letting, he's not a Jew. And he's like, I will suffer with the Jews. Mm. I will not let this happen. He's like, rah, rah. And the Ten Booms were doing it secretly. Mm-hmm. They weren't going overt and trying to murder Hitler. They were like doing it, and they were like, and they wouldn't lie. Mm. One of the little Ten Boom sisters, the Gestapo, I think that's what they're called, you know, or whatever. They came in and they're like, where are the Jews that you're hiding? And they're like, they're under the table. And the family's wow. like, why did you tell them they're under the table? Well, they were under the rug, under the huge table, under the house. Mm. And the Gestapo looks under and they're like, there's no Jews under here. And they're like mad and they leave. And the girl gets fits of laughter. You know, because it's like, oh, I told the truth. I didn't defame God by lying. Wow. And he still covered my butt. But let me say this about Bonhoeffer. He 
you know, Dr. Death. I think it was the Dr. Death from the Nazis. Mm. But it might have been one of the other sick doctors that saw thousands of people die. Because he for sure saw thousands of people die. And he goes, he looks... They said, is there anything that stuck out? Because they're interviewing post-war. Like, we just want to know all these stories. And he says, there was one man who died who really stood out to me. He was a pastor, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Hmm. I don't even know if I'm doing my German accent right. That sounds good, yeah. But he's like, that man believed what he preached. Hmm. I never saw anyone face death so nobly. Hmm. He was completely, and he goes, I know some people have a bold face, and then death's coming, and they're like, oh, here we go. And this guy, he said, he, he welcomed death like a friend. He hugged death and died. Mm. I was like, dude. That is such a, I guess this, this brings me back to two points. One is that when you started this out and you talked about the movement, you feel like the Lord is moving people towards speaking blessings and moving away from curses. To me, that's it's kind of a general a general movement of where the Lord is right now, kind of in our society. Like that's kind of a societal movement, which is cool. And I think now what we're moving towards is talking through um, a, a totally different region. Do you ever read the book of Tale of Three Kings? Yeah, Saul, David. Saul, David. And, yeah. Uh, who's the third king? Uh, Solomon. Yeah, uh, Absalom. I think they were going towards. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did read but, it like 15 years ago. But it was a big, that uh, I thought the book was really good, but I think the part that the book missed is that it made the story about Saul, Absalom, and David. And it wasn't about either of those three, in my opinion. It was about individuals who chose to follow the Lord in extreme circumstances. And it looked different than how most people would respond, I think. Um, and when you start talking about Bonhoeffer... I did, I'd never heard that story about... Doc, you said it was Dr. Death? Who I said think it was Dr. Hoffer. Death himself, but it could have been one of the other murder doctors. It was crazy. I was reading um, a portion where I believe it was Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he was telling him, this impacted me so much. I read this less than a year ago and it rocked my world. And um, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he said, I'm going to send you um, prophets and they're going to talk to you to try to tell you mm. to turn from what you're doing. But you're not going to listen to him. Mm-mm. And instead, you're going to kill him. And That's super extreme. <laughs> but I was thinking about the prophets who went anyway. Thinking that they're going to do the work of the Lord when God already knows that they're going to die. But there was something in the process of this person holding a standard and giving their life for it that affected even Dr. Death or whoever that person yep. was. And he was a total demoniac psychomaniac. Yeah. Killing people. And but, he was like... That's different. But I think about that, like that that um, those those individuals who choose to draw a line in the sand with righteous thinking, speaking blessings instead of curses, even when it doesn't make any sense, those people who choose to speak, I think this is maybe a really important part for people. I'll say Christians just because we're we're, you know, encouraging the greater body to hold a higher standard. It is important to understand that when you choose, to choose blessings instead of curses, you might not see any positive thing from it. And in fact, you may be killed by the people who you're trying to bless anyway. But that's not the point. Because kingdom uh, fruit looks a little different. And um, Kingdom fruit, baby. <laughs> I just think it's... I, I just think that, that what you're talking about is important to understand. Like, you may never actually see the fruit of what you're doing. When you choose... Hebrews 11. When you choose... To, what's the verse? Hebrews 11. and says... These guys fought for something they never saw. These guys waited for something. Oh, they yeah. They were expecting the homeland. Yeah. And they never saw it down here, but it's coming. And we literally might, we very well could be the generation that sees the entire promise fulfilled. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I hadn't thought about that part. So I don't know if they use the word lucky in heaven, but <laughs> everybody understands what lucky means. Mm-hmm. We love, we bless mm-hmm. if we're that generation. Mm-hmm. Can you, we didn't even do like we didn't do all the stuff of the Ab- like Abraham. I know we're doing we're walking out the, but I mean they like they were the pioneer. They're the first people to hear God. They wait. They're like okay, any minute now. It's been how many years? Five thousand years, mm. and then two thousand years since the apostles and stuff. 
And then we're just like, oh. Mm-hmm. And we hold on for however many years. Like, they waited thousands. We waited like maybe 80. It's and coming did, soon. Yeah. I mean, he could, literally, it could be when we're 40, 50, 60, 70. Or I, I'm not I admit, that far. I don't know why you guys say that. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> I admit that it could be our kids and our kids' kids or whatever. Like, we have no idea. No man knows the day. Mm. But I do confess it could be us. Mm-hmm. There's wars. There's rumors of wars. And Jesus, I never thought about plagues mm-hmm. before 2020. Mm-hmm. He said there will be plagues in various places. It's like, okay, well, plague, <laughs> check. Got a couple. Yeah. And he said nations against nations. And isn't and, and I, I know this because I hear preachers preaching this, but Greek, it's ethnos. Mm. So ethnicities against ethnicities. We definitely see that. <laughs> God, just heal us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, what I think is... Um, I feel like we've had all the conversation that this cast needs. So, will mm. you will you just either give a quick word and or pray, just to just to close this out? If someone's made it this far in the pad, podcast, they're really committed. Oh. So they got to be here for a reason by now. <laughs> yeah. If you've listened this long, if you feeling like you're called to a place where you die for your faith. And actually, oh man, that, that if that was a prophetic thing I said, like <laughs> <laughs> we all die in Christ. Like you died yourself. You know what I mean? Like we've died that he may live through us. But I was more practically talking about like if you're like, yeah, there's Arab countries, mm. that whole little stretch, China, communist China to all the way to Jerusalem through the Arab countries. Yep. You don't just go and do it. And there might be somebody who's listening who is called to do that, but you never just go and do anything. It's like, oh yeah, I think I'm just going to go and pastor a church. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not just going to go and do anything. Like even for a business, you don't, you're just like, and, and actually as a Christian, like as a follower of the Lord, you don't just go and start a business in the Lord. Let the preparation happen. Same thing for if you're going to a mission field or stepping into a ministry position or starting a business. My word is just listen to the Holy Spirit. He really speaks to you. He'll speak to you in dreams. He'll speak to you through prophets, meaning prophetic people, just like normal church people who really love the Lord. They're the little prophets that will speak right to you. He'll, he'll speak your language. And I will pray mm. and just bless you. Mm. Lord, thank you for this house and for these microphones and this stuff. And the kids representing this family, every person in this family, and every person in the the broader family, the the offshoots of this family, Lord, bless them. Let them see heaven. And thank you for designing them. Praise you for the, the fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Thank you for everything. Thank you that he's lived this whole life, Lord, and kept things real with you, Nate, for a long Father, everybody that's listening, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you shalom. Ah.